Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. So tell me about what's, what is it like now to officially be a winning trainer? How does that feel? Oh, it feels, um, yeah, look, it's, it's sort of surreal. It, it didn't really hit me until the drive home, to be honest. Um, like I went there and I thought, you know what, like he's a, he's a decent chance, but the 425 run at Bendigo was more a fitness run for the 500 prep. So look, I, I didn't really think that it would suit him, to be honest, but um so I put him in the boxes and he sort of got held up and he got checked a little bit. And then when he started to loop around him with a head full of steam and a lot of momentum, I, I was sort of confident, but um, I didn't really say too much. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit superstitious. So, uh, yeah, when I've seen him loom up to him, um, I sort of, you know, st- took a few steps back and just watched him. And um, it was more of a shock excitement. So I wasn't really cheering or, yep. you know, like real bouncing around. But um, it was just more of a shock excitement. Didn't really hit me until the drive home. I was like, oh, well, all right, I'm on the board now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, it was uh, it was a good feeling. Now, is this your first year as a trainer? Uh, yes, it is. So I've only been training for about three, three months or so. Nice. So you broke yeah. the duck early on, which is good. Yeah, no, that's right. So, um, yeah, it was good. So the first dog I had, um, uh, I get along real good with Anthony as a party. Yep. Um, and Anthony gave me, um, gave me my first dog to train. And he goes, look, he goes, here you go. He goes, if you get stuck, just, uh, just give me a call and I'll, um, I'll give you a hand and I'll help you out. So look, it was good. Um, so this is the third dog I've had now, but, uh, look, it's good to crack the maiden. Anthony, um, Anthony's great like that. Like he's always said the same thing to me. He said, "Look, don't hesitate to contact me whether you're breaking in or pre-training or whatever. Um, I'll always help you as much as I can." Oh, look. To be honest with you, I I can't speak highly enough of him and um, and his partner Kylie as well, and and even little Kayla, their daughter. Like a like I, I love her like a sister. And she's boxing um, winners too. Boxing uh, the other night. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, she handed <laughs> she handed a uh, she handled a. 2986 winner at the Meadows the other night, yep. so she was pretty stoked. Yep. <laughs> and I got off the phone to Anthony earlier on today, and he said, uh, "He goes, yeah, you guys, I might have to get Kayla to start handling all the dogs now, but look, they're just, <laughs> they're just awesome. They're just awesome, lovely people, and like I, I really can't thank them enough. I mean, Anthony's just, he's been just so helpful towards me. Like I can get stuck any time of the day, um, and and I can just call him, and he'll help me. He'll help me straight away, or he'll say, "Yep, come down, I'll." I'll, I'll give you a hand or I'll check the dog, see if there's any injuries or sorenesses. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I love Ant and Kylie. So, um, so yeah, look, it's good. it's always good to have, um, you know, good people around. To, like, everyone needs help. So, um, and, you know, I'm just fortunate enough that I've got, you know, people like that in my life. Now, tell me about uh, about where you're based and how many have you got in your kennels at the moment? <laughs> All right, so I, um, I'm in Craigieburn, so I'm about 15 to 20 minutes away from the meadows, um, yep. and I've only just I've only just got the two kennels. Yeah. Um, I'm just a small team. It's it's more of a hobby thing for me. Um, so I've only got the two dogs, and I um, I work them up at the meadows um, slipping track there. They've got they've got awesome facilities. They've got a 350 meter uh, long straight run, which sort of um, inclines uphill. Yep. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's real good for their fitness. And, I mean, their wash bays, um, they're always open. And, 
I mean, the slipping track conditions are just, you know, they're just perfect and spotless. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's real safe. And also it's it's good for the dogs to, you know what I mean, just to get some work in and some fitness run and stretch their legs out. And, yeah, no, it's, um, I'm, look, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty grateful. I've got the meadows just up the road from me. And, and if, if something happens there, you know, like I said, Ant has always said, look, come down to my joint and you can work them at mine if you want. Yep. No, that's perfect. And um, what sort of um, what made you want to train dogs? Well, to be honest, I was I was just an owner, and um, I never really had anything decent. Um, and then I I just started playing footy at this new footy club, and um, the guy there, who's actually my best mate now, uh, Daniel Davis, he yeah. um, we just started getting talking, and he we were just talking and um yeah so he trains he, he told me he trains greyhounds i said oh i said oh, all right beautiful i said I'll, I'll send you one and um yeah we just kicked our relationship off from there and the the quickest greyhound that i i did have um was called judah burn he was just a sprinter and we got him broken in and to be honest um they rang me and they said look cooter what do you want to do with the dog i said oh i don't know why they said he runs 100 meters and he stops um, so Daniel said, look, mate, he goes, I'll give it a crack for you. So Daniel did a bit of uh, head work with him and he ended up winning eight in a row and oh, went nice. point, uh, I think he went about half a length off the uh, track record at Cranbourne over the 311. And from, from honestly, like to, that was sort of an inspiration for me, you know, um, to see a dog go from virtually being a gap dog giveaway, um, to, ending up being at the time you know one of the best short course sprinters in the country that was like you know i, I want to have a crack at that to see um you know what i mean see if you can improve a dog and just that connection that you have with them you know i mean they're they're at your care 24 7 so it's just a special bond between you and the dog there's um there's some amazing stories about dogs that you know are on either on the verge of retirement or not quite good enough and and you know people sort of take them and muck around with them and then they up, end up turning out to be something special so it's pretty um it's a pretty cool story oh definitely like um it's not not every dog suits everyone's training methods um and some dogs are happier around you know sometimes female trainers and sometimes yep. male trainers it's just it just depends on the dog really I mean, look majority of the time dogs are just that they pretty much adapt to any environment that they that they settle into uh, sometimes it takes them a while but um there are some special dogs out there with special needs that don't really uh like for example um i used to own a dog and he used to hate free galloping and you know just certain just certain things like that dearly to be honest um they're all different animals and they've all got their own personalities and natures so yeah is there um you know obviously you've mentioned anthony and and daniel is there anybody else that you've sort of um developed a close relationship with since you started training oh yeah yeah like there's yeah there's been a lot of people like um like i've, I've got a mate neil he's up at cranbourne way and like we talk every day on the phone and He's uh, he's like me, he's just a suburban trainer, but he uh, he goes well with what he's got. Um, Peter Gavin at Catch Me If You Can Kennels. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's one great. of the best. Oh, Peter's awesome. Like yeah. he's um, like when I went to go order a uh, order a kennel for a pet panel, um, there was a massive waiting list, and I was just so excited and just in such a rush. And he he literally gave me a call and he said, "Cooter, come to my joint." He goes, "There's a kennel here waiting for you." Oh, that's nice. Oh, I said, oh, okay. I said, all right, I'll go, I'll, I'll, whatever, <laughs> I'll fix you up. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, mate. He goes, it's, you know, he goes, you're a good bloke and whatnot. And like, they're just Peter Gavin, Anthony, Daniel, Neil, and also Johnny Barber as well. He's, um, Johnny's a pretty good trainer and he's a very good checker as well. So I'm, um, look, I'm grateful to have 
good people with a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge in the industry that um that I'm close with. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those young guys that turn around and say, you know, no, I know it all. I, I don't stop asking questions and because um, it's the only way to learn. So exactly, yeah. yeah. And I've got a couple of friends um, interstate as well that own greyhounds and or they work for big trainers. So it's always good to get a little bit of advice off everyone. Yep. Do you have any um? Do you have any youngsters or any pups um coming through? Yeah, yeah. I've got a um. I've got a couple of pups actually that I own with a couple of mates, um, and I've also got a really, really well-bred one uh, that's actually at Anthony's farm at the moment. Uh, he's rearing it for me. Um, so she's out of Fabregas and Linus Lulu. Um, oh, Linus Lulu, yes. One that, Who yeah, I featured so, on my page yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, being a New South Wales girl, you know, you know a bit about her. She, I um, love her. <laughs> yeah, she won the Group 1 Association Cup yep. uh, in New South Wales. And, um, yeah, she was, at the time, she was a like, she was a freak stayer in her company. Sure was. Um, yep. Yeah, so, um, and my mate actually... My mate actually had her, uh, Mark Giddings, and look, yep. I'm, I'm close with Mark too. Mark's a good bloke. And He's really good. Yeah, Mark's awesome. Um, and I had a Fabregas shore, and he gave me a call, and he said, listen, Cooter, like, I can't, I'm in a rush. He literally just come on season. I, I said, yeah, look, I said, I've got the straw, man. I said, listen, you oh, know, we'll do beautiful. a deal. And so, um, so yeah, he took her there, and, you know, between us, we organised everything. And um, yeah, uh, he, he got the boy pup, and I, uh, I got the girl pup. Nice, very underrated. Like I've I've got a Fabregas bitch bedazzled, and she was just an absolute freak um, on the track. He's very underrated sire. Oh, he definitely is. I mean, he just he throws superior strength and chase into his um, yep. into his pups. I mean, like you have a look and and like, what I like about him too, he he throws nice sized pups as well. Um, like even his bitches are 28, 29, 30 kilo, and um, sure. you just yep. got to have a look at the statistics. I mean, he threw. Cuda Mayhem, Aston Bolero, um, Dundee Osprey, uh, Fabregal. Uh, yeah. You know he's he's thrown a lot of a uh, lot of quick dogs, and I mean him himself was a freak. I think he won thirteen from fourteen or something like that. And, um, and then they ended up retiring him. Paul and Paul and Michelle, who are also great people, I, uh, I I've spoken to Michelle a few times, and even Paul. I mean. Um, they deserve all the credit they get with the stud dogs and all the amazing work they do with him. So. Um, uh, to praises go out to them and um you know sort of um moving forward what uh, you know i know it's a, sort of a long way down the track but what would would you just like to keep um maybe notching up the wins or do you have like is there a dream down the track somewhere oh yeah yeah definitely look um <clears throat> i know i know his name's popped up a fair bit it's probably going to keep popping up a bit more but um to beat anthony <laughs> yeah oh, i don't think um <laughs> I don't. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I mean, we we actually a uh, funny story. We actually went to to Moorooka trial, and um, I actually just randomly we just sat there. We just went and got something to eat. Let the dogs out. We're in the car, and I just turned around. I said, "Hey," I said, "Just a question." He goes, "Yeah." I said, "How many Group One winners have you trained?" <laughs> and he just went like started going dizzy, and he said, "I, I, I don't know, mate." Um, Too many. He goes, <laughs> oh, he goes, get your phone out. He goes, we'll count them. And anyway, believe it, believe it or not, we counted them. Um, and from what he remembered, I think it was around 42. Insane. Yeah, yeah, 42. But, like, to be honest with you, like, it's not – I mean, it's not really a surprise. Like, a, like I, I go down there, give my hand and that too, and just, just the amount of work 
they put into it. I mean, like their their property is spotless. I mean, Kylie, the how she deals with the pups, and I mean, even what the pups get fed. Yeah. Um, like not many, not many superior race dogs get fed that, and and I've been there and I've helped them, and like I see how they feed and how clean his kennels are and how well he treats his dogs. Like to be honest with you, it's it, it's it's pristine. Like you could drop. You could be eating a cheeseburger and drop it on the floor, and you'd have no hesitation picking it up and eating it. I mean, that's how spotless, yeah. that's how spotless Anthony's place is. But look, um, uh, look after after seeing that, like Anthony's got a lot of race dogs and a lot of pups and that. But look, I don't want to be that big. Um, it, look, it, it it'd be nice to have a kennel of, I'd say, you know, around but probably ten dogs. Um, yep. a kennel of ten dogs, um, and and probably just my own pups. You know, six six to ten of my own pups. Um, sure. you know, just on a nice little bit of land and. Yep. Because it's a, it is a passion of mine. Like I enjoy it. I mean, like, like I work full time as well. So yep. after after I come, like, as soon as I knock off from work, it it might sound silly, but I actually get excited to come home and make their feeds up. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, it's just it's just an awesome thrill, and I just I just really love and enjoy what I do. You're like me. As soon as uh, as soon as I get home, the greyhound hat goes on, and that's <laughs> that's what I deal with till I go to bed. <laughs> oh, that's right. Like even early days, I sort of. Um, but when I first started training and with my first dog, I sort of got a little bit confused because I feed um, I feed human grade meat from the butcher, so I don't feed like knackery meat or pet food or anything like that. So I feed um, fresh human grade meat from the butcher, and and like I was I was feeding a dog just his normal you know normal normal food and that, and um, and he was just he just kept putting on weight, and I was like oh okay, what do I do here? I go, I've got to call Anthony. Um, and, and also my best mate Daniel and they both said the same thing they said oh look you know just cut it down a little bit and it was all trial and error like I've, I've got it perfected now but it's just little things like that you know you get you get excited and you know it's not like just you know a little bit of advice for any other young trainers just starting or wanting to start like don't don't be shy to ask people for help or you know what they recommend um, you know because they've been in it for a while and they know what they're doing yep and I've, um, you know, just on the back of that, I've never met anybody who I've asked a question to and they've turned me away. People are oh, always willing to help. Oh, to be honest with you, like the greyhound industry, the good thing about it is if you if you ask for help, um, they, they will help you. I mean, look, you're all pretty much a team, you know what I mean? Like, even though you compete against each other, no one really wants to see, um, see anything bad happen to the dogs or you know anyone's dog to really go backwards or anything like, right. of course yep. you know you're racing and you want to win but no one really wants bad for anyone um and and that's what i sort of noticed it's 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 different to horse racing it's more a family orientated sort of like you go to the meadows and they're jumping castles for the kids and all that and you know it's just a good family environment to be in yep the camaraderie is amazing like you know we um we lost our best dog oh, in a in a dog attack Oh, that'll be a couple of months ago now. Oh, and sorry even, to hear. Yeah, thank you. And even my dad said, you know, I'm just blown away with how amazing the Greyhound people were. Like they just, and even now to this day, we still get messages from people like the way that they just rallied around us was just unbelievable. Oh, it's just awesome. Like, um, like I, you know, that I got my first winner at Bendigo on Saturday, and to be honest, like I've I've never raced there. Um. And I just I just went there and I I asked the person I know look can you help me arrange a catcher and um, someone to get out the dog for the trial and whatnot and after the last they said yeah yeah sure no problem we'll help you out and they were running around for about ten minutes just trying to find someone for me which was good um you know and I'd do I'd do the same for for someone else and I have um, when I go on to go watch my own dog 
um, that I don't train to watch race. And if someone needs a hand, it's always good to help out. Yep. And um, probably my last question is, you touched on it a little bit before, but, you know, for any sort of, um, you know, young budding trainer out there looking to whether to go out on their own or juggle it with work, what, um, you know, what's some advice you can give give to them? Oh, look, just don't do not do too much with the dog. Um, feed, feed, you know, feed a plain, simple diet. Don't worry about all these added adhesives and all these tablets and liquids and and whatnot like end of the day if a dog's going to run it's going to run you don't have to do you don't have to do too much as long as it's a healthy steady diet um and you get your dog checked regularly when you go to race it or you go to trial or free gallop it just to make sure that it's got no soreness and um you know your dog can run to the best of its ability um that's pretty much all i can say and also like don't, yeah. don't be shy or ashamed to ask for help or ask for advice because we've all been there we've all done it even the big yeah. trainers they've they've all learnt off someone in the past everybody um, started from scratch at one point yeah in time. exactly exactly right like everyone started off with that one dog yeah um that one winner got them up and going and you know obviously it just motivated them and it just kept them you know real hungry to just keep pushing and pushing yeah so that's yeah that's pretty much my advice just to don't don't be shy just ask questions and um, yeah, just keep it, keep it uh, that kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Now, what's um, what's the plan for your winner next, and so we can all load up on him? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be, well, to be honest with you, I I actually I, I didn't back him um, no. on Saturday. No, nah, no, I didn't back. Like I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really like a big better, but um, I'm the same yeah. with my dogs. I don't back them. Yeah, I'm just, I, like, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really back my own dogs. I yep. used to a while ago, and they just kept losing. So I said, no, no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he's he's more suited to 500 plus. Um, he's a genuine, you know that 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 um that sprint sort of middle class between 500 to 600 sort of dog. So I gave him a I gave him a couple of trials, and then I put him in a Bendigo over the 425 just to sort of get that fitness run. Um, he's in this Friday in a grade five heat at, uh, at Bendigo, race seven, box six. Um, it's a pretty tricky field. He's not the best early, but he is quite strong. Um, so the reason I raced him there was sort of to give him give him a second look at the track um, and step him up to a distance that's more suited to him. Yep. Um, and, yeah, look, we'll see how we go. They're grade five heats. Um, so there's four heats, so he's got to finish in the top two to qualify for the final, the Meadows, the Saturday after. But he's, um, look, he's healthy, he's going well, um, he's settled in beautifully. I've only had him not, uh, not long, about three to four weeks. But look, he's settled well, and uh, yeah, that's the plan. Just thought I'd give him a quick 425 hit out and, um, and see, uh, see where we go from there. So when he walks out a dollar fifty, you know that a lot of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, look. To be honest with you, like you met, like you, you've uh, the the Greyhound Girl podcast has really, really taken off, and that's that's awesome to see as well. And a um, couple of big trainers have got gotten behind you as well, and it's just awesome. Like me personally, myself, like just before I go to bed, I'll put the podcast on and um, nice. Thank I'll, you. I'll lock my phone, <laughs> put it on the put it on the bedside table, and just listen to all the interviews and. Um, and just to see, like you also see another side of another side of people. Like sometimes you go to a track and you think, "Oh yeah, that bloke, you know, he looks a little bit stubborn." Or, but yeah. no, he's, he's just focused on racing his dog, and yeah. um, he's just, you know, he's really tuned into it. And then, like outside of it, you know, just a ripper bloke or a, just, you know, like a nice lady. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, with your podcast, the amount of followers you got, I wouldn't be surprised if, if everyone had a dollar on him, he probably would start a dollar fifty. But look, it is a pretty tricky race. Um, he's drawn box six, which I, which I personally I don't mind on the bench start out out a bit wide, just in case they do jam up a little bit on the rail. But yep. um, he'll need to put his best foot forward in that field. Um, he he will finish strong late, but it's just uh, it's just uh, you know trying to avoid a little bit of. Um, bother early stages yep right so, so my um so... my action bet bonus bet winner um if you're listening that uh that's going to be the bonus bet this week it's coming yeah. on you no pressure <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome no thank you so much i mean it's just amazing like you know personally i haven't trained a winner yet um i've helped my dad train winners but i could only imagine how elated you were and still are so <laughs> Um, yeah, just look. Wish you all the best going forward. Thanks so much for your support, and uh, yeah, I'll be um, I'll be cheering for your boy this week. Awesome, Dimity. I appreciate it, and um, look, you're doing an awesome job. And I just want to thank you know the people that have helped me out there and showing support and whatnot. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.